What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. Yo, yo, what up, though, everybody? This is the Pop Culture 223 coming back at you. Um, we've been gone a little bit. I was doing some 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 competition shooting, so excuse me while we get back at it. Um, Sorry, we back around, you know. We had to, we back, we in the dungeon again. We doing some construction to the studio. Yeah, so studio remodeling. We, in a, we had to go to another spot. <laughs> we in the remodeling phase. Yeah. So we had to go to another spot. So, yeah. yo, excuse some of the... The, the ambiance and, and the look right now, yeah. we gonna, we going to get it together. That ain't going to stop the show, though, man. The show must go on. The show know? must go on. The people must hear from us. So, like yeah. I said, I don't even know what episode this is, but this is season two. I think it's like episode nine. I think it's eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, it's eight or nine. So, look, we were supposed to have a guest today. Uh, my man Marcus uh, Weldon was supposed to show up. Um, he had an emergency, so he couldn't be here. And the topic was like um, he had a, he got two books out. I want to say the one of the books or was called Surviving the System. Um, and the situation was um, he was doing, he was downtown Detroit. This was like almost six or seven years ago. It was oh, you down- had, that's right. He was coming through. Right, right, right. He was coming through. Yeah. He um, was downtown Detroit, was helping his friend change a tire um, in the gas station, downtown Detroit, late at night. And a situation happened where he actually had to, you know, defend himself and somebody he was with. Um, so surviving a system, meaning like they was really trying to, I think he was looking at some real jail time. And he, they made him look like the bad guy opposed to the good guy. And we was going to talk about that situation and um, everything that led up to him getting free, getting out, and this his whole situation. So, um, like, we're going to get him back on the show. Um, but like I said, he has some things he had to do, get to, attend mm-hmm. to. Family come first, you know, podcast come second. You know how that go. You know how that go. <laughs> but anyways, we here anyway, man. Um, I want, we got some announcements to make, some good things going on, man. Um, we got some partnerships that we are doing, some affiliations with some companies. The first one is Firearms Legal. Um, and their motto is protect yourself and they will protect you. Um, shameless plug in the camera there with the shameless plug in the camera. You know right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You got to show, show all the good stuff we got. You know. So, um, we got some affiliations with them, um, and I'm gonna put that in the description. Like I said, if you got a firearm and you know what I'm saying you out here carrying it, carrying your firearm, you need to get some legal protection, whether it's USCCA or firearms legal protection. But right now we pushing uh, firearms legal protection. If you go to, I'm going to have a link in there. If you use um, PC223, um, the show gets some kickback for it to help the show out to get bring you better content mm-hmm. um, and different things. But it's, it's also to, to support the show. So I think y'all get a little discount in there. So I'm also going to, like I said, have a link in the descriptions on the pages so you can see it. Um, so it's affiliate ours. Like I said, I want to thank Firearms Legal for just allowing that, you know, the partnership and the collaboration. So, um And another uh, group we're going to be dealing with is um, 
They're called SC Logistics. It's a local Michigan company providing outdoor tactical apparel, gear, armor, and other accessories. Mm -hmm. Now, this group, uh, we shoot with them all the time at Axe. Um, So they just jumped into the game. So the stuff they're selling is by shooters for shooters, right? So these are the people that actually Peter and the and the crew over there at SC uh, Logistics, um, they're shooters. So you know they go out to axe matches and they shoot, they train. So it's coming from some people that's very knowledgeable about apparel, about what's going on, what people like, what people don't like, what work and don't work. Um, so they also are affiliate of ours and. You can use code POP10 and get 10% off the whole store. Um, so, like I said, if you go in there and support them because they're supporting us, we're going to get a kickback that's to also to help the show. And we also talking about giving, doing a giveaway for, like, all YouTube subscribers. So you got to subscribe to the channel. Yes, sir. Um, and we're thinking about t- giving away a defensive mechanism chest rig. Mm. A plate carrier. Defensive mechanism plate carrier. Like I said, defensive mechanism. So on their website, they sell them. You can see, you know, saying what's going on. But I think we're in in talks about doing a giveaway uh, for them, for all the followers and subscribers. So please subscribe to Pop Culture 223 on YouTube and also Pop Culture 223 on, on Instagram. Yes, sir. And I think the the SC Logistic people, um, it's S C L I um, Inc on Instagram, but I'm gonna have all that information in the um, in the descriptions and on YouTube and everything, so you'll know. Mm-hmm. Please go support those two companies because they support us. Yes, like sir. I said, um, we we doing big things. We making some uh, collaboration for some companies that support. Trying to make some moves out here. Trying to make some moves. Um, companies that support two A, support what we're doing, like what we're doing, and and that's that's it. That's that's that with the affiliation with the uh, you know I got some like some stuff coming up so just want to share that with everybody and that's it so yes, sir. what's up we in here with the bear on the ones and twos yes sir um how was your yeah. weekend bro it was cool man um you know I, I finally got my uh my uh my membership to Blue Water <laughs> out here you know to go train come on and hit that day so. <laughs> You can stop. You can stop using mine. Right? right, so I can stop uh, piggybacking with you. <laughs> we can do a few things, you know, a little more things, you know. I can start bringing some people as well, and, and I can be the. I don't want to say the new you, but I can be, you know, how you did for me. Right, um, right. Um, so I got a couple people that wanted to go. It was, it was cool. Um, orientation was okay. Um, I got to shoot a little bit, but it wasn't the shooting that I wanted to because they had a three gun match there, so I couldn't use the uh, the bay that we normally use. Um, I'd use this little itty bitty range and. Man, the mosquitoes tore my ass up, man. They they hey, killed me, man. Mosquitoes like they sugar, bro. I, I see. And you light skin. <laughs> I see. They was they was on. Uh, and hey, you smoke hey, blacks. Hey, hey. Got it on me. They was on me, boy. <laughs> For sure. They. I'm, uh, that's why if you're looking at cameras and I'm doing this and scratching or whatever, it's the mosquito bites, boy. They was eating me. But, man, um, that was funny, bro. Yeah, man. Just to get it out there, that felt good. Um, I can't wait to you know be able to go back out. You know, all of us get out there. Sensor five, five, six, come on out with us or whatever, whoever else, and uh. You know, we get some things in. You know, I'm thinking about the three-gun competition. I want to do it, but I really don't want to shoot a shotgun. See, man, here is my thing, and this is where I appreciate and like Axe. And the American Confederation of Tactical Shooters. Yes. Everybody. So the reason why I like Axe better than the others, I know it's a smaller 
league or, or smaller organization and thing as you know uspsa is huge and you know ipsic and idpa and all that stuff are like really big some some of them are, i think are international and all the other stuff but it, it it's i don't want to say it's more real but the tactical aspect of it of having your pistol still on you you know having to transition to versus a lot of these three gun matches and three gun um, organizations you don't have like part of the game is not having said certain firearm on you so like i've, I've watched like plenty of matches because that's what i was trying to get into at first but like you'll have like your shotgun sitting like in a barrel or off to the side and you got to put your pistol down to trans you know that's like your transition like you put this one in a in a protective cubby or something like that and you grab the other and that you know to me that's cool because you actually just shooting the match but i like the realistic aspect and approach with axe though and yeah i, I guess you know you know what i'm saying the base, everything is set up for scenario based, um, you know, uh, gunfighting, gunslinging, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, so, CRC was September 9th. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that, man. So, tell us how that went. It was, I think they had, so let's just say this it was 90 something other shooters, 92, whatever, of actual shooters, right? And that's including staff, but they still had to shoot. Um, it was it's two days of straight awesomeness. The people that uh, did CRC um, were awesome. Brad, uh, Jeff, the the board, like it's a it's a members run organization, mm-hmm. but they get a lot of help from like people out there. They doing it on their own time. They ain't no it's no nothing is paid for. So it's everybody's own time. They just love what they doing and they just you know out there uh, creating stages putting breaking them up putting them down it's just it's a lot of work for a two-day event right um so that was it was 92 it was 90 plus shooters i came in 20 i think it was 24th or 5th 24th or 5th out of out of 90 shooters it was like 24 to i can't remember exact because i remember looking it up like all right i ain't heard from kj let me see what he did so it was something around there 24 through 26 something like that some yeah, it was so I, I guess out of ninety shooters, you like okay, he came in twenty fourth, twenty fifth. That's that's that is big. That is big, but then you kind of like recap with yourself and be like, what did I mess up at? Like what work could I improved on? Right. Um, in a situation that would uh, cause seconds is everything, and and mm-hmm. I like in, in our in the axe matches, seconds is everything, right? Mm-hmm. So work could I picked up time or didn't get so many penalties on it or where can I prove that? My first stage of the day, I went kaput, right? Mm-hmm. It was a stage, it's kind of, kind of like the black house. The stage was set up where they had walls made out of black black, uh, uh, black plastic walls. Mm-hmm. So it was like a low light. So you had to use mm. your flashlight in there mm. and run through, and run through, right? Mm. You only could use 12, Handgun rounds. So that means I gotta make sure I can get my battery game together on my. my so look, look, look. It was so, and then like I said, we're gonna have Jeff up here. You know, next time we do a show, we're gonna talk more in depth about some of the rules and things that got, some of the rules that added and some of the things I got hit on, just to talk about to give people a better understanding what's what. Um, But the stage was 24 24, uh, AR rounds, twelve. You only could use twelve pistol rounds. Only. Mm. That's it. 
So it wasn't like the others where they tell you what it is and it, you know, you can kind of. So this is the first time it was. It was mandatory that it was only this. You Mm. only could have a 12 round mag on you. Only. That's it. Mm. You only could have a 12 round mag on you. Mm. That's it. It wasn't. You couldn't add, have. You could have two six round mags. Right, right. But it's 12 round mags. 12 rounds. So we was like. I got a I got a staccato with 23 rounds. I'm like, damn, I got to download that. Right. Man, that shit, because, you know, you go in there, we like, okay, we're going to stack these mags full. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, yeah, so the 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 stages only count for 24 rifle, 12 um, pistol rounds. We like, and they said only 12. We like, damn, I got to download this 10 out of this right, 22 right, or two, right. whatever. I'm just like, all right. So I download it. I go in there. I'm doing good. Guess what? My my light go down. Mm. My surefire switch. On my stream, the the streamlight switch. Mm-hmm. I had a, no, I think that's a stream. The switch, the 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 pad, mm-hmm. the pad. It wasn't working properly, so I got mm-hmm. through like half the stage, and it was it was just going out, going down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the wire was twisted. I don't know. It was just it was just a bad situation. So when I got to the end of the end of the stage, it was like twelve. It was like five array of targets in there. Mm-hmm. So I just let skip it. I just transitioned to my staccato, worked the, work, worked it through, boop, 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 dropped everybody, mm-hmm. got to where I needed those real pistol rounds, mm-hmm. and ran out of ammo. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the, the RSO. I said, skip it. I had another mag on me. <laughs> Racked that boy. So and taking it. I'm taking my penalties. <laughs> I took the L. I'm already down there. All right. I already right, knew I messed right. up, right? So right. I already know I messed up. I already know I was done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was going to get penalties, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I looked at him. I was like, skip it. Bop, bop. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Shot them two rounds because the steel was like at 50 yards. It was probably from where I was standing, maybe about 15 to 25 yards mm-hmm. shot. And I hit the steel, you got to hit him twice. Mm-hmm. It right, was, steel, I, steel is a double, yeah. Right, So, but you know it's 100-second power time, right? Mm-hmm. So I already know I messed up. I know oh, the, they could have down to 100 from 140? I think this one's a hundred second, hundred twenty second. Mm. Uh, I, I gotta, I'm gonna post the stages on the thing. But anyway, I looked at him. I was like, I, I already know I skipped up. Ooh, let me, let me get this boy back hot and get the mm-hmm. rolling. So I, you know, tack racked it, boom, boom, put my mag in there, and got the rolling. Hit them two shots and at the end. It was like the RSOs had to count my <laughs> your extra shots. <laughs> <laughs> they was over here dividing shit on the barrels. <laughs> like, wait a minute, Kevin, you met. Like, it was almost like I was in there to test their skill level on what rules had to be applied and what they had to put in, what they had to take out. They was like, Kevin, you been pissing me off. Now I got to figure out how we score your shit. They had to call the 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 the, the uh Grand stage, and everybody the stage, stage manager, and they all looking at me like you fucking asshole. <laughs> so. They got it together. But the first stage of the first day was kind of like for me. And then I kind of picked it up throughout the day, man. But like I said, we're going to have Jeff on here. I got a lot of exposure calls, right? Um, I got a lot of exposure calls on cover. And, the same uh, ones you was telling me to work on, like they, that, that I got, the same ones that I got that you wanted me to, or uh-huh. I got the warnings for, but, you know, to work uh-huh. on with it, yeah. Right, so they tried to um, and cover. You gotta have three point. You gotta have it's four points of cover, right? No, I think it's belly button, waist, and whatever. So if you got any of those two outside of cover, you get hit. Um, you are gonna get hit for cover call. But I was overrunning cover. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cover, you know, you had targets, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was coming up overrunning and step back like, oh, so I got an exposure call. See, and and I and and that's how can I put this? Cuz I I don't want it is is it's different for me and some of the training I've had previously cuz you know, knowing who I, you know, with Cyril, you know, I'm I've trained with, you know, law enforcement people that you know, come at it from a from a different tactical, you know, quotes tactical kind of sense, and you know, once you out there and you see them, you go get them. But I gotta still look at it from the sense of the game, the gamesmanship or the rules in the game or within the game that, like you said, abide by that cover and where you would basically have to take the cover. Versus, okay, if I come around this corner and as soon as I see somebody, I'm smoking them out, boom, boom, boom. boom versus you gotta actually go through with it and. Okay, so Take look, the cover. you know, you get what I'm saying. So check this. Okay, cover is a av- if cover is available, he or she must use it. Each shooter has four vital points upon themselves. This consists of one one nose, two armpits, describing I mean, uh, describing the vital chest active, vital chest cavity, and the belt buckle. A shooter is considered to be using cover if two or more of these shooter vital zones are behind cover and not visible to the threatening target or targets. Okay, so exposure, if the shooter leaves position of cover, exposing themselves to an illegible, unengaged target and revealing all four vital points, the shooter shall receive exposure penalty. Mm -hmm. Because after you said it like that, that's what let me know too, I was overrunning it. But I was overrunning it and not stepping back. I was overrunning it just going with it. This is the dumb shit. We get a two-minute walkthrough. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. So why the hell am I running over cover? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you hear the clock. If the, when the clock go bang, I'm off and running. Right. right. That's, yeah. But I guess in the, in this, this is in the rule too. <laughs> this is something that's, I, I, I think I read this right. If you pop out quicker than the RSO can catch your, catch your, catch you doing it and you engage the target, you good. But if you're, if he can catch you doing it, Kind of sort of like if you move and you move fast and you engage the targets fast, there is no he's not gonna hit you with the cover call. So what you're saying is I should have just got got up on my on my shit and just started running. <laughs> should have got up on your shit and got on that trigger and started popping them. So me, I was overrunning, popping out, and then like boom, 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 and then I come back right. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? That was a uh, um, they you know I got hit with cover calls a lot. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? But it was it's still a learning experience and um. But your boy Sinister, man, got, and that, you man. can test it. Is he got hit with with? And let's talk about this a little bit. Um, and it's gonna go into the other little topic uh, about using the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, he got hit with uh, finger discipline, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. He wasn't engaging the safety. He didn't engage the safety after. I guess they were saying he didn't engage the safety after. After you was on target, mm-hmm. and he come off target, and he was actively engaged in targets. The moment you come off target, you're not actively engaged. You're supposed to, you're supposed supposed to, to switch the safety, to safety on. on yeah. uh, now, on a handgun, that's kind of more finger discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Indexing on the rail of the gun. But with the rifle, the AR-15, you got to engage the safety. Mm-hmm. So what? I know they hit you with that. What was your thoughts on that? So with that one, I, I wasn't really quite as mad about that one when I caught it at the and, and just for clear uh, for clarification, I went to CRC 
this is at the match previous, which was the warm up, which is crazy because I, I always come come back <laughs> at the warm up, which is like probably the second or third hardest match before CRC, but whatever. I, I look at it as good training for me to you know get better. But um, I I wasn't too mad about that one. I think in the context of when I caught it on this on that particular stage, I'm I'm at a toss up for it. I, I'll say that like. I don't want to say I could have. They could have let it go, but I think it was like, yeah, I caught it, but I I caught the warning on it, and it was you know, I could I could say that one was justified. Now the, you know the one that I said that I I ain't really like that much though, and that was my uh, that was my uh, uh, yeah yeah no I take it back. It was finger on the trigger. It wasn't safety. It was it was finger on the trigger. Period. Hmm. Because remember, there's two of them. There's the finger on the trigger one. Then there's the safety one. The safety one I didn't do. So I was like, okay, I got that. But the finger on the trigger one on that part, I was a little hot about that one. But I let it ride because it was what it was. But And that's because just from my from my point of view, the RSO that, was call, or that called it was so far back at an angle that I'm like, dude, I'm not sure I did that. And if I did, I'm not even so sure how he saw me do that. But... I mean, hey, they called it. I'm not going to, you know, rip about it. You know, it, the call is what the call is. So, finger. The, at least not at the time, I'm not going to rip about this it. This command is given when the shooter finger is not obviously or visibly outside of the trigger guard and when trigger guard when it should be. Shooters would be given one warning per match. Any further issues would result in a match disqualification. So what happened was, we had, matter of fact, we had a guy named Alvin. He got called for it twice. But what it was is it's a two-day event. Mm-hmm. So he got called for it on day one on Saturday, and then he got called for it on day two on Sunday. So he knew it, so he kind of disqualified himself. Mm-hmm. But what happened with Sinister, he didn't know he got the second one mm-hmm. because the RSOs actually talked to us, talked to him about the first one. Um, talked to him about the first one, and then the second one he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And then once the, they linked up the, uh, the tablets, once he linked up the tablets, um, they knew about it, then they talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. But we was already kind of like two stages in. Mm-hmm. So I two or three stages yeah, in. Yeah, we was already two stages. So he got the shooting. He wasn't really tripping. But at the same time, you know, it could have been a different situation right. if he was doing good that day. And right. he, wasn't, he wasn't really rolling like he said. He, I mean, he right. wasn't really rolling, so he wasn't really tripping. He wasn't really too, too mad about it, yeah. He wasn't really too, too mad about it. But, um, and also this, so... um. You got the finger, and then you got the safety. The command is given when a shooter is not actively engaging threats, and is and here he or she safety is in the firing condition. Now it was a array of targets that you could engage, but one of them was like I don't know if it's like two or three foot apart they were. Mm-hmm. So when he was swinging it, he got he posed that took it when he stopped engaging one threat. He supposed to have put his um, safety on and, you know, start engaging the other ones. Were they still, like, kind of, like, open? Like, were they all, like, like they, boom, boom, boom? Or was there, like, cover or something in between them? Uh, the one he got, the one that was, was a big fuss on, we were, we, <laughs> like, like, kudos to the people at Axe. So we had 50-yard shots on the right side and on the left side, right, with mm-hmm. your pistol. Then you had to run up this, this almost like a, a rooftop mm-hmm. and shoot down. And... The bay is like Damn. almost a hundred yards. Right. And I'm a, and then I got the picture. I got the I got the uh, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm a, I'm gonna post it. 
So the array of targets was downrange about 100 yards. You had targets, you had four targets on the left, four targets on the right, four targets on the left. Then you had these ones in the middle. Mm -hmm. So when he was gauging the ones on the right or the ones on the left or vice versa, when he swung it, the other targets were more than two feet apart. So he was supposed, and if I understand this right, when he stopped engaging one on the left and he swung to the right, he had to put his safety on and then re-engage the other target. But th that was a that one was a big like I said once we get Jeff on here that one was a big to, in my group that one was a big issue because two we had let's say we had eight, let's say we had fifteen people in the, in in the group right at the Sunday we had maybe seven or eight we had like five or six people get TQ out our out our out our squad we was like they're like what squad is this we. We call us the DQ'd. <laughs> we got Dairy Queen. We got a lot of people go to Dairy Queen this week, man. <laughs> oh man, see, see, I don't, see, man. That to me, and yeah, we'll we'll have Jeff come and and, and kind of remind me, or, or or if you can remember this one, like the breakdown of the. I don't want to say the reasoning for that, but in essence, the reasoning for it, because to me, and it's just just mine. If you're not breaking the one eighty, it should be cool. I, hey, like, like I, it's, I, I, I get it. I get the safety aspect of it, and, you know, and why I need it and so forth, so forth. But to me, it's like if you're not breaking 180 and you in, a, especially in a situation like that, I get it. If you're going like like the one I got caught, it was a target over here. I'm standing behind basically a four by six board and I got to come around, you know, swinging my rifle around to come around on this side. I kind of get that. But I guess you got at the same time, like. You know the details I mean? is in, in, in the thing. When you read it, the details is in the scripture. So if you're not actively engaging a target, then that safety is on. I, I, yeah, like I so said, I, I, I get I, it. But again, like in that type of scenario from the way you described it, from the way I'm picturing it in my head, you on your way to engaging, you right there. So but, how is it? That's when we're going to get trying to get Jeff up here. Because here's the other thing, too. I, I look at it, like I said before, from like a re, from like a realism aspect. No, I ain't no way in hell in combat that you about to swing your rifle, throw it on safety, and then engage again and safety back off and then start shooting. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in like a live, in a live combat. So that's so, where that's where my mind is going to. So it. I don't know if it was last year or this year. Couple couple acts ago, they had a group of military guys come out there, and I don't remember what they were or who, but mm -hmm. they were they were some thumpers, right? From that, what they were telling me, mm -hmm. and they ran the stage. Like, so they ran the stage how it would be in real life, and it was no safety engaged. It was like once you was hot, you hot. It, it was ready to you go. Hot. But they said they didn't care about the penalties. They just wanted to work, right? They right. just wanted to right. work, work, right. work the stage how they would do it. Right. And then they got hit, but they didn't care. So, like I said, it's and people, you got to understand, it's big boy rules out there, right? That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So we access almost at the limit of what. It's safe. And that's right. real. We got to be right. real cautious what we post right. online, Instagram, when you see stuff. Because right. you get the CPL thumpers, the CPL Bible thumpers that <laughs> right. don't, you know what I'm saying, that won't come out there and shoot or just want to just cr critique everything and be like, y'all, you being not being safe, woo, 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 or this, that, and the third. So we go right up to the limit. We push mm -hmm. it right up to the limit. And they don't play with the, the safety fingers, you know, being in that. They, it's, 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 it. That's they don't play with that. So mm -hmm. you'll go home real quick, and a lot of people went home. Yeah, and that's another thing we try to talk about 
um, when I people coming to ask, I man, I want to come shoot. I want to come out there and run that. I was like, look, bro, if you okay with going home, then come out there. <laughs> right, right. If you okay with grown man yelling at you, telling you doing something wrong, and your ego getting hurt because you think you that dude, then come on out there. Right. So, you know, but it was a fun time. Like I said, I came in 24th, 25th. I had a young homie, uh, Freeman. He came in like 17. Mm. And he had a radical. Mm. Radical. <laughs> He had a radical AR-15 and running a Smith and Wesson SW some oh, the, uh, the SD two tone SDV nine with, yeah. with a thousand pound trigger. He made that boy work though. Yeah, he he came in seven pl- I mean seventeen plays. I was proud of the dude. You know he he, he part made of the, that boy work. He part of uh, the heavy metal lifestyle team. You know he was shooter. So mm-hmm. like I said, I don't want to say it's always the rifle. In the in the weapons, I think it's more of the 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 uh, shooter. Mm-hmm. Shooter make you know what I'm saying you can oh, yeah. have, you can go out there whatever you got, but oh, it's yeah. always about the shooter. Shooter so, will do it. That's the shooter will do it. So he ran it. You know what I'm saying he had fun. Um, it was a two days. I was proud of him. Um, so like I say, it was fun. But yeah, I did come in twenty twenty fourth or fifth. I did be sinister. So that that was, uh, <laughs> and I think Jeff came in behind me. He did. He came in right behind you, like the very next time. <laughs> so, so if you was twenty four, he was twenty five. You was twenty five. He was twenty six hey, or something like when that. When we get him on here, he gonna talk up. He's gonna talk to the point like he. It sounded like he should have came in first or above me, or he gonna have some shit to say about. Ooh. Hey, hey, hey! He, he probably definitely gonna say because this that I know of. That's the second time that's happened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Hey, but check this out. So for the shooters, by the shooters, like I said, the Phileas SC Logistics, man, like I said, we um go check them out. They got some cool pants. They got uh companies like Defensive Mechanism. They also sell direct action and and Hell Hel- Tech. So they got a lot of different stuff for shooters by the shooters. Like they mm-hmm. out there shooting with us. So please go and check them out. Show support. You can use Pop 10 on the whole website and get all, you know, get a, a 10% discount on the whole, whole website. So please go support them because they support us. Yes, sir. Hey, I want to talk to y'all about this, man. And, and I seen this popped up, and I think it happened last year, August um, 2022. And the family is now just now um, trying to sue the city or whatever. Uh, civilly the district the district civilly i think the person so let's just get into it so in washington dc uh marquisha was it marquisha i think so that's what okay. this looked like yeah 25 year old woman um Marque- i think he's a marquis or marquisha okay yeah. Secu- uh security uh, she was going for a security job she was going to do a uh i guess it's called a special officer for the neighborhood library in washington dc so once she got the the go-ahead to, to take the job, she was excited, right? She jumped at the opportunity, hopes of her and her son to buy a house to, to better their future. But what happened is, in the training, she was tragically killed about six months after... I mean, she was tragically she was tragically killed in the, uh, I guess it was a training um situation where she had to go to training for the job. Um, I guess a retired police officer shot her. Um, by mistake in a mm. training uh, accident uh, mm. exercise, um, the person name was uh, Jesse Porter. Um, he got 36 months in jail for that situation. Involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, that was a plea down right there. So it was a plea deal. Um, so I guess my question to you, as being a CPL instructor, when you go, 
Okay, so what's the what? So when a UCPL instructor, and this happened what five or six, seven years at uh, I'm gonna say Action Imp. I ain't gonna want to say one of the 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 gun stores here locally. You don't bring ammo into a training, nope. Training or a classroom nope. at all, right? Nope. Anytime, anytime, anytime I have students that that bring their own firearms, I do firearms check prior to us even starting class. Once they once they bring it, I say, all right, cool, let me see what you got. And I check and make sure we got empty mags. If we don't got empty mags, you know what I'm saying? I'm either holding the mags, locking it up, you know what I'm saying? Just basically you said make sure that there's no live ammo in, in the in the vicinity. Right. But you're a stickler about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's no yeah. it's no go. Yeah, big time. So big time. So why in a training exercise that this lady gets killed or shot because of neglect of a a, off, a retired police officer, mm-hmm. like how? What do you like? You can't even say I'm sorry. Like what was what? Yeah, man. That that's to me. So, and I I think so. Here's what I don't want to. I'm not gonna quote body but oh, because he the one you know. I seen it on his page. Yeah, we seen it on his page. Shout out to Body Bio or Body Bio. And he said, um, he's he said, <laughs> you know, I don't know why y'all think, you know, law enforcement is the foremost authority on, you know, gun safety control and uh, instruction and blah, blah, blah. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. And I'm I'm literally the exact same way because I've I feel the same way, but I'm not probably like as vigilant as he is. And that's because I've had so many people come to class and saying, well, so-and-so told me this, and he a cop. And he told me, if if I'm going to pull it, I need, I need to shoot to kill. And if I'm going to do this, and I need to, I'm like, nah, you don't want to do that. That's not what you're doing. You know what I mean? We shooting to stop a threat. You know, and if so happens that they expire because of you being a good shooter, that's the, you know what I mean? Well, you're not shooting to kill. You're shooting to stop a threat. person may not, you know, expire all the time. And it's like, mm. You know, sometimes they don't give the best advice and they, they don't have the best practices in the way that they shoot and the way that they do. I mean, I've seen videos, man, on YouTube. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I use it as an example in classes, too. I had a, I saw one that this cop was in a gunfight. Now, mind you, now, you'll appreciate and, and kind of get this, too, like, what the hell? And a dog pulls out a, a, a P320 with an extended mag on it with a, with a uh, red dot on it. He ain't hit nothing. He just straight mag dump. Do 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 do. Reload. Do 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 do. So how you hit nothing? You got a doubt on. I know it's. I know it's high stress. I know it's you know so forth so forth. But again, you got a dot, and it ain't just you because it was like a bunch of cops in the scenario. How you hit nothing? I mean nothing out of a whole mag. You, it just, it was just unfathomable. Like wow. And it's a lot of it comes from a lack of training, and you you'll get cops that'll will tell you like, yeah, we don't get the training much. We go qualify twice a year, and that's it. But I, I guess in this one, I just ain't understand because if I hand you a firearm and I check that it's clear, I hand it to you. You gonna do what? Check that it's clear. Check that it's clear. I know I gave it to you clear mm-hmm. without a mag in it. You gonna check that it's clear. That's just my practice anyway. Yeah. Once you hand it back to me, 
I'm gonna check that as clear. Mm-hmm. So that we didn't check it as clear four times. Three, four times already. Three, four times. And right. I know I hand you a mat. I heard, I hand you a gun that was empty. That was clear. Mm-hmm. I showed clear. Mm-hmm. Now, and then you handed it back to me. I showed clear again. So this those practices. So why not? Like and then also I guess it was and then excuse me for I, like this popped up. And I read it, and it was like one real detail, but I guess it was some jokey jokey going on, and I guess the lady didn't really think that she can do the job, but turned out she, you know, I guess the instructor kind of helped her out, like, you know, you can. And it was something going on where he tried to... Uh, but for, yeah, for whatever reason, he pointed he pointed a dummy gun at her as well beforehand. So he pointed a dummy gun at her beforehand, and then jumped in, and then this is where that... Just playing around, not being safe, pulled his gun out. His finger was on the trigger. And what's those rules? Look, you don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready, ready to shoot. shoot. Or, you make, you know, always gun is always loaded until you show that it's not. So what What in the right mind would make you want to point? I, I don't even like pointing toy guns at people or right, whatever or right. just playing whatever, right. whatever. So right. what would make you want to point this gun at this lady and then you mistakenly pull the trigger and shoot her? Because, one, you trying to show her that she ready or whatever you trying to do. Right. Or I, I, I don't even know what he was trying to do, man, because none of that's a game to me, man. None like, of that's a game. But then you fire off. And then they say if you read some more in, into detail into the the article, they say that they didn't even treat him like he was the shooter. Like, oh. Then I guess he was on government ground yeah yeah and supposedly you're not supposed to have a firearm at all licensed or not on government ground on government ground yeah. or the district or dc however they look at it so so so, so the only thing about that one though so the, the the thing i wonder about with that so that's the one thing in the article that i would like to have more context on because i see what they're trying to do they're trying to go with you know more stuff for a strenuous charge that's cool but how does that abide? Because everything I know, certain things in federal and everything, and, and just about everything in DC is federal, just about. But DC Metro has a different kind of ruling as far as police, because of what it is and where it is. Like you'll get you'll get DC Metro still on, on presidential duty as well, doing extra stuff. So they may have have to be in a situation where. So you know, he was federal, but he was local. That, DC Metro is kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's the only place that is like that because it's Washington DC. But I know for a fact here in Michigan, it's the same kind of thing, but it doesn't apply to retired police. And I want to say to certain extents in certain certain buildings, um, private investigators. Basically, when you get that exemption on your CPL, you're exempt from um, everything on the back of the list or the back of the, uh, mm-hmm. the idea, you know, with the list, everything where it places you can't. But there's because certain most of that stuff is still private property and they had their own rules, it it still applies to you. So like prime example, if you as a retired police officer are going to uh, Comerica Park, you can go over there. You can't carry. Now there's stipulations. I'm not gonna put them stipulations out there just so not everybody knows what that is. To you know, in case somebody crazy listening or whatever, whatever. But they can't still carry in there. However, because they got the exemption, right? but they're retired Leo. However, if me and you are private investigators and we got the exemption, we still can't though. Mm. You know what I mean? Because so being the, the former Leo aspect of it is what allows for it. But just because we have that exemption and we're not former Leo, we can't do it. 
So that's so it does differentiate a little bit. So I'm wondering if because he was retired, Leo, did that kind of exempt him from that ruling? I'd have to read into their laws and understand that more. But I know here they can kind of float that a little bit. So I'm wondering if that's one thing that they, you know they can't kind of press. But yeah. And you either, know, either way, man, either it's way. Like he should, he, it still should have been more than that because it, it's almost, I don't want to say it sounded intentional, but like just reading that article and the way it came off, it was like, it was like he knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He, he knew he, he, was, he may not have had the intention of her dying or actually getting shot, but like he kind of knew what he was doing though. Like you have to know as a 60 year old retired police officer, if he's retired, that means he, he had to have done at least 20 on the force. So you know, pointing your weapon at somebody. You know what I'm saying is a no no. <laughs> or you know what I'm he been did that he and right so and then, well he's been on the force a minute so he might have had to pull his gun and like he that trigger discipline ain't there no mm-hmm. more like maybe age or maybe he just it used to right or maybe age or maybe just I'm about to pull it and okay just not to say muscle memory but them said trigger you know what I'm saying like who knows yeah, but who knows I, I guess to even play with that situation, the point of one a toy gun, and then a, and then you, you do the same thing with a real gun and shoot somebody. It's like, man, what was you thinking? And then like um, O said, like you know, and I was also commented like, look, in my in my experience, the law enforcement is not the authority on everything gun. They do the one. Their rules is different. They they hold we we're probably more we're citizens. Uh, responsible our citizens are probably held to a higher standard than the police officer all day now you all know i say all police are but you know in my in my experiences like i said they're not all authority of firearms right. so that was just uh a, a messed up just situation where you got an instructor that's in there that's teaching these people mm-hmm. life lessons because she wanted to be a police officer mm-hmm. or special officer at the at at the library, whatever. So she needed some training, and then you go and take her life. Like that was, I was just like, wow. And that and that's crazy because that's, I I have a feeling just from. Kind of going through that process down there and seeing how things go, that couldn't have been affiliated with Metro PD, because they they weren't at the training facility. And well, I guess somewhere in there, it's they got to be like a uh, an added kind of kind of like a they bring in a me or you type of thing. But because he's retired PD, you know but what I mean. I think what it was is like, excuse me, I can't pronounce the name. And in, in a in a Scotland neighborhood library in Washington D.C., they were at. Yeah. So I think on the, in the article you read it, it says something that he was working on behalf of the government. Oh, it was. That was almost like a government train. It was so, a government so it's training, like the city, the city's government, but not what through the police. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it, like I said, you can look it up. I'm gonna put the little link in 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 the like I said on the YouTube page and the script. Just look it up. Like I said, I looked it on Body by O page. Shout out to Body by O. And I just like man, even though it was um, a long time ago, um, just it was still current. Right. Even with the um, Marcus Marcus Weldon coming, like I said, it was a couple years ago. But um, mm-hmm. but it was a couple years ago. Um, but it was still current. Like the information that we given and everything is still current. So, um, but it, like you a CPL on a study. Like even like I seen the other day. I was on Instagram just scrolling. I seen the CPL. Okay, so let me ask you this: in the CPL class, 
Do you think it's enough time to teach a person about um, firearm, like when the, the gun go down, like misfires, malfunctions? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's enough time, like to give them why they, why it malfunctions and just working through? Because in the in the handgun one class, you're in the class for eight hours and you rep that to understand your gun. Because in a CPL class, in my opinion, you don't have enough time to rep a malfunctions to know why and when guns go malfunction. What what the type one, type twos is, what's the most common ones, how to rip so, stick. You know what I'm saying? So, how- so the thing is, is to to be to be blunt and frank about it, it's not. It's not enough time. Because what you really kind of have to do is, because there's so much other information, you got to pack everything in in the time. What I try to do is certain things like that, I stress as best I can and as, as hard as I can, I should say. Not as best, but as hard as I can, I stress them. And I kind of go over them more so in detail. You know what I mean? There's certain things you just don't fluff over. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I kind of will show it, you know, fully. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll do it, um, I'll do kind of hands-on with that. So, like, so through USCCA, they show how to clear, what it looks like clear. They show some malfunctions. What I do is I talk about it, and I actually physically go through and see it or do it so they can see how it goes. And then when they can actually physically see how that is versus just the pictures on the screen. You know what I mean? Because the pictures just show you, you know, a stovepipe or just show you, like, it done this way or done that way. It don't show you the full ramifications of how it happens or what can cause it or this, that, and the third. It's just one or the other, you know, for the pictures. So I try to be detailed with stuff like that, but to fully put it in, like, somebody's hands to let them do and see how it goes, it's not enough time for that. It's really not. So you kinda, you're kind of kind of condensing everything into the time and more or less kind of stressing the most I don't say the most important because it's all important, but you get what I'm saying. Like the heaviest stuff, you stressing the hardest. Yeah. Um, like I said, he was he was on Instagram and he was just showing a malfunction, and he was having them pop the mal. I mean, gun gun malfunction. He was having them bring it back, mm-hmm. tap bracket here, push it back out, and I'm just like, that's just a wasted motion. Mm-hmm. Some of that what you showing is just wasted motion. Mm-hmm. But are you telling them what a what a soft trigger is, right? Like, you know, soft trigger when the gun, when the gun soft trigger. Like, how do I pro- when I fell at one of my processes? Am I saying, right. okay, did I load it? Did I forget to? Right. Let me tap rack. Or if it's a hard trigger, is it a double feed? Like, like, are you telling them that because once you give them these skills and they go home and practice it, you giving them, you could be giving them skills and stuff that's going. Screw their ass up in a situation. So, so this you is giving them bad reps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing: it, it's almost like you don't want to want to go too far into it because you, if you're a good instructor, you're a smart instructor. You let people know off the rip. This is just an introductory, basic course. This just gives you literally the the bare bones minimum of what you need to be able to do. You really do need to take the secondary class to further, you know, your skills and blah blah blah. You know, doing the advanced classes, like you said, um, some people do them handgun one and two, or a defense one, defense two, and draw from, you know, people break down classes differently and stuff. That's like in the advanced ones that I started doing, I do go more in depth into that, you know what I'm saying? So this is what your stovepipe looks like. You'll understand this from, you know, like you said, when you pull the trigger and it's soft or nothing there, you know, so either you got one that primer didn't strike or, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
further, further, and further detail, but that's that's why I offer it as an advancement to what the basics of what you got is. Because it's the hardest part about doing a CPL class is keeping people locked in and entertained to actually pick up information the whole time they're there because it's such a long, you know, length of time class that it's like, okay, you don't I, want I, people to be asleep on you and losing it. You know what I mean? I think, like I said, at some point, like I was my homegirl, she was a good class, and she used to always, at the end of the CPL class, she's like, look, sign up for our advanced class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was the next step. But, like, that's a that's a good opportunity to, to set a class. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking at the thing like, man, bro is just giving these dudes bad reps mm-hmm. to go home and practice and not understanding what a type two, what a type one, what a type two is, what that gun actually feels like when it does it. Because you could you could get a firearm and you're like, man, what what was I doing again? What why did I do the malfunction? Why did I bring it back? Why did I pop it back out? Like wasted. Sometimes it's just it's wasted. Wasted um, motion, right? You know right. what I'm saying. So, well, and, and you know what though, this is the thing I, I I love to hear too. So we was out, you know. First, first of all, I know we we on your show, but still, shout out to Fats. We went out yesterday for his birthday. You know, y'all know Fats. Uh, if y'all listen to uh, some <laughs> of the other shows, Dubbing the Brown Bear, um, shameless plug, but you know, and I just happened to run into some of my old, some of my uh, former students, and it's funny because. It was a husband and wife, and I actually, they took the class when I was still teaching NRA before I switched over to USCCA, right? It's funny, we were talking about stuff, and she was saying because of how she wasn't feeling well during the class. So you think, you know, somebody, okay, she's not feeling too well, she's not really focused, you know, she's sick, blah, 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 but she's there. Man, she reeled off so much stuff that she remembered from the class and the details and stuff and, like, the little minute stuff that I was showing them. Because, you know, that's always been my, my thing, too. Um because that's the way I was taught. I kind of give you more. You know what I'm saying? I try to give you more than what just the basic shit is because I want you to be the better shooter and the better CPL holder than the average Joe. But she remembers so much stuff, bro, and this was like about three, four years ago. So I'm like, dang, you remember all that? You I'm like, that's what's up. So as an instructor, it kind of, you know, pat on the back for that. Like, I'm teaching something that people are, you know, remembering, at least getting the knowledge and understanding and at least, you know, remembering the concept. She was like, oh, yeah, I remember a lot of my training. She was like, I ain't really, we ain't really been able to shoot as much. But as far as the training, I remember, you know, well, we did this and we was on the range and we did that. Blah, blah, blah. We was in the class and we boop, boop, boop. So that made me feel good. Like, okay, I'm getting through to some people. You know what I mean? So it's, that's the thing that I think is, is key for it. Like I said, making it interesting enough that they can get it and retain it. I just think it's like, don't, don't show stuff on Instagram that's a bad rep or a bad mm-hmm. look, especially mm-hmm. for a CPL instructor, because you're gonna get crit- to me, you're gonna get criticized or get called on it. Mm-hmm. And like I'm gonna ask you why are you showing them this or why mm-hmm. why are you giving them why are you giving them bad stuff to go home and work on? See, hey. And not and not and then you put in there like, you know, advanced class this, advanced class that. So everything after what I see on there, everything else to me that you're gonna teach is like oh, that's my. terrible. It's it's gonna be like, oh, yeah. it's some it's some nah. Yeah. See, nah. see man, and that and that's why I'm I'm glad I've been I, I, I'm going to say, like, I'm glad I've been blessed to have the people around me that I've had, you know what I'm saying, you and Sinister included, you know what I'm saying, even, I, I ain't worked with them none yet, but even with Jeff and just even just talking to certain people, because it's like, that's been, outside of wanting to do the competitive shit, that's been part of, like, my whole journey with it, you know what I'm saying, to make myself a better instructor so I can bring that information 
back to students and masses, you know what I mean, to make them better, better shooters and CPL carriers. And I think I take the time to put the work in to learn, you know what I mean? So whatever I learn, I can bring back. If you're not a student still of the game, how can you be a leader and an instructor of the game? You know what I mean? That's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? That everything, you know what I'm saying, whether I pick it up right away or not, you know what I'm saying, we go, we go out to Blue Water and shoot, and you telling me, all right, but you need to do this and do, 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 do it this way, blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to analyze it, and then once I get it, it's like, okay, I may not be the best at doing it yet because I ain't had time to practice it, but I understand the concepts that KJ telling me. So now because of that, now in my basic advanced whatever course, now I can push that information on, you know what I'm saying, to further the training of the students. Hey, this is the way it's done because of X, Y, and Z, and woo, 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 woo. And I, I've seen, so since you say you're the one that's going to check them, that means I got to start bringing these clowns to you then because you know me, I'm Mr. Nice Guy. I don't be wanting to, it just you know, like, uh, uh, quote-unquote, throw people under the, because I see plenty of bad practices, bro, plenty of them, just, and I'll be like, dog, what are you doing? Like, there's no way you you letting the grip fly that you letting fly and you letting the, the shooting fly that you let in, the discipline that you, or lack of discipline that you do, you know what I mean? I see it all the so time. So one thing I learned with DMI performance, Jeff, is like, the what's the reason why, right? Why? Why are you doing this? Why Why are we doing that? What what what, what situation would I use this on? Not mm-hmm. working through like type one, type two malfunctions and all of that's good. I just think that it's a time and place and you can be in a five... You can take an intro to malfunction class and just start there and work that because mm-hmm. that's rep, understanding mm-hmm. your firearm, understanding your gun. That's mm-hmm. why we say go shoot, right? go train, go shoot with your firearm more than once a month. Mm-hmm. Understand your firearm. Yep. Get a quality firearm. And then if you don't know, DM, DM us. Right. You know what I'm saying? DM Heavy Metal Lifestyle at 223. DM. Urban uh, Firearm Defense Academy. Right. right. It's like, hey, man, what's a good firearm? What's a good place to go grab a firearm where I can train? Uncoil, same to put. Uncoil has probably every gun that you probably imagine. Would imagine that's at a rental that you can shoot mm-hmm. red dots, whatever, and that you know they good people there, so they'll walk you through some stuff. So right. go go try something, but go shoot more than once a month with your firearm, so you know what better with it. Right, you you know what it is. You know another thing too that makes a good uh, firearm um, instructor or a good firearm dude, you got to get this. Firearms legal protection. Where my camera at? Let's get this off. There we go. You gonna get them in there? Fire- you gonna get them? I'm, I'm gonna get them on this side. So we get it on the cross. So, you know, we get it in both cameras there to see. Firearm you know. legal protection. Look, if you own yes, a firearm, sir. you gotta get some legal protection. Yes, sir. If you willing to protect yourself, they willing to protect you. Yes, That's sir. the motto with them, man. Yes, sir. So look, we about to wrap it up here, man. Like I said, uh, this is I don't know season two episode one in a million. I guess. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's episode eight for this one, but you know it'll definitely be official when it come out and drop. Oh, for so sure, for sure. So look, yeah. um, why we say I don't do this enough? So look, if you want some of the gear you see uh, us rocking, some of the heavy metal swag, please go to heavymetallife.com. I still need my shirt, man. Ch- check out, <laughs> I got it, I got it. Check out the swag. Um, we got gears coming. Um, that the website is up. It's a whole bunch of stuff on there. We also got some um, pop culture two two three. Yeah, get your pop culture. Some uh, pop culture two two three stuff coming. Gear. That's coming up on the website, but it's also going to be on the heavymetallife.com page. Look at it. It's going to say pop culture. It's going to be all the gear that we got mm-hmm. popping up. And like I said, please go check out the affiliates, um, the collaborations we're doing with C, uh, C, S, 
SNC uh, Logistics, like I said, they got they sell gear, tactical gear, outdoors stuff. They got some fall stuff coming up. Um, definitely, if like I said, if you're a shooter, once again, go go look up um, Firearms Legal Protection. I'm gonna add a link on the page. Go to my link tree uh, on Pop Culture Two Two Three mm-hmm. or Heavy My Lifestyle. Yes, go on the link tree. The FLP is gonna be up there. The SNC Logistics is gonna be up there. The 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 uh, coupon codes is there so look please follow us share this uh, we trying to get to a, a thousand followers on on uh, YouTube I'm loading because you, you putting a lot in the clip here so I'm just trying to you know okay yeah, yeah. we need trying we trying to get a thousand um, right. we trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube so yes, please sir. share this you man and like shout out to Cuz for letting us get the studio yes, keep, keep this show going man if you need a gun safe not a Liberty. I hope we ain't got these Liberty ones that's up in this joker, you know, because nah. Liberty over here tripping with the right. with the uh, with the information. So that's right. we we cuz on the show too, and we gonna talk and do some things <laughs> and do some things as well too. So, um, like I said, that's it from us. So please look, game recognize game. We recognize you, so please recognize us, and we out. Yes, sir. We yes, out sir. here.